Ironically, it's the people who brag and pride themselves on the fact that they just paid cold hard cash for their brand new car. However, they are actually the foolish ones, and we're going to talk about why in today's video. Now, let me start by saying that not everybody in every situation should finance a car. There are plenty of situations where buying cash does make sense, but most of them and what you should strive to do is financing. And we're going to talk about situation A and situation B in today's video. However, don't go financing your dream BMW just because Grayson Roberts said financing is a good idea. So you're going to want to want to stay all the way to the end of the video because the most important part is what situations would actually make sense for you to buy cash and which wouldn't and who would qualify for financing a car. Like I said, stay to the end because you don't want to jump the gun on this. Watch the whole video so you learn every single detail, but financing a car, it can be smarter. First, we got to talk about why it's actually smarter to finance a car. Now, this might sound strange to you. This might be the first time you're hearing this. In fact, the Dave Ramsey model, the model that your parents probably passed down to you, the model that I learned in school via personal finance in one of my classes. Everywhere, every step of the way says if you can buy a car in cash, you should. I just financed my new Mercedes instead of paying in cash. So first off, let's say that you were looking to purchase a car for $23,000. And in situation A is the situation where you're going to buy it in cash outright full. In situation B, you finance with 20% down and that comes out to be $4,600. So situation A is the cash buying, situation B is the finance buying. So I'm gonna refer to them as situation A and B from here on out. So these numbers are purely hypothetical and depending on your specific deal, you're gonna have to do the math. But today, just follow this as a guide and reference back anytime that you go to buy a new car. So I just financed my new Mercedes with 33% down instead of paying cash. And I have gone all the way to paying 0% down to finance a car. I've had four cars from 20 years old and I've never paid cash for any of them, even though I've been in positions to do so. And boy, am I glad that I've never bought a car in cash. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be able to be at the spot where I am today financially. Situation A, let's say I listened to my coworkers at the water cooler, watched a handful of Dave Ramsey videos, and I am finally ready. I've saved diligently and patiently to buy my brand new Chevy Cruze off the lot for $23,000 and I'm gonna pay for it in cash. And let's say you keep this car for the average term of five years, which the average car loan is 60 months with this five years. And even though we're paying it in cash, we have to keep the variables constant. Otherwise this comparison doesn't really make sense. And according to a recent study from IC cars, the current average rate of depreciation is 40.1% in five years. This means in a broad sense that cars depreciate an average of 8% a year. However, most of our vehicles depreciation happens in the first year of ownership. Typically, it's said that vehicles lose about 11% of their value as soon as the tires touch the road. And depreciation, of course, increases as the years wear on. And some vehicles can lose even 15 to 25% of their initial value the first year. It just depends on what you buy. And you know, it depends on how much the car is worth, the make and model, the production number, uh, if it's used or new, the Carfax, the current market, it's just a bajillion different ways to calculate it and a billion different variables. So if we take the $23,000, which is the original purchase price of the Chevy Cruze, we multiply that by 0.40, we get $9,200. And that is the amount we are going to lose to depreciation in five years. Now let's subtract the $9,200 from $23,000. We are left now with only a $13,800 trade-in value. So in five years, your asset, your liability rather, your investment is going to go from $23,000 
all the way down to about $14,000 in just five years. So in solution A, you would have lost 40%, AKA $9,200 in depreciation, through five years. So moving on to situation B, where we would finance the car. Let's say we're gonna finance your brand new $23,000 Chevy Cruze at 3% interest with 20% cash down. Therefore, your total debt comes out to $18,952, which means you now have a monthly payment and that needs to fit your budget and you'll end up paying a little bit more for the car when it's all said and done because of interest. And a side note, if, if your interest rate is above four, maybe even 5%, if it's above 5%, it makes sense to buy cash really. But if it's below 5%, 5% is kind of pushing it, then you know the money's so cheap, you might as well just finance it anyway, but let's get into it. And the math is gonna get a little bit hectic here, but don't worry if you don't follow along, it's all just kind of a hypothetical example. However, let's take the remaining 80% that you did not put down of the $23,000 that you would have tied up into that depreciating asset, and moved it into the stock market instead. Let's say you put 80%, which is $18,400 of that $23,000 into the S&P 500. And this example is going purely off of historical data as there's no way to really predict the future. So this is going off the past five years and using that model going to the next five years because that's really all we can do. However, with that being said, in the past five years, the S&P 500 yielded a 101% ROI, which is incredible. Essentially, five years ago, if you bought it for $2,300, then it's now worth $4,600. It's kind of an extreme example, but this is what we're going with. Meaning your $18,400 in five years will come out to be $36,800. So you can already see where I'm going with this. You're gonna earn more on your money elsewhere. Now, the most expensive mistake that people make when buying their car in cash is missing out on what's called opportunity cost. And that is the whole point of today's video. What could you have done with that remaining money instead of tying it all up in that car, which is a majorly depreciating asset? You wanna move that money into an appreciating asset, a money-making, a passive income, income generating asset instead of all just in the car. Now subtract that 18,400 from your 36,800 gain as you will have to use some of your gains to pay back the car, of course. And this means that in the market, after paying back the loan, you will still be ahead over $17,000 in five years, $17,848 in the market in five years to be exact. Instead of losing 40% in five years, let's go take that money and make 101% in five years, right? That's the whole idea. Basically, as long as your rate of return is higher than your interest rate, you can beat depreciation if you play it smart. This is because instead of tying all your money up, your whole $23,000 into a depreciating asset, you only tie uh, what was it, $4,600 up into the depreciating asset and you tie up their other $18,400 into an appreciating asset. Now, here is the important section when we should talk about wh- when this doesn't make sense. When should you not do this? When should you not finance a car? Because there are plenty of reasons. First, this only makes sense if you actually have the cash in the first place. So if you have $23,000 sitting around and you thought about going and buying that car cash, in order for this to work, you have to invest the money, right? If you only have $4,600 and you put that down and there's the 18,400, the remaining 80% doesn't exist, then, then this whole thing doesn't work, right? Then you're literally just losing money. So biggest rule is you have to have the cash to buy it in the first place to finance it to actually make money. Also, you need to make sure that the car payment fits your budget. Just because you can only put 5% down 
doesn't mean you should because in turn, that means your monthly payment is going to be higher. And as a general rule of thumb, I like to make sure I tell everybody this, this is what I talk about on, on, the, on the channel, is you want it to be no more than 10% of your gross income, which means this car payment and the way we have it worked out, the $23,000 at 3% interest for five years and 20% down is going to be $330 a month. Now that means that in order for the 10% rule to apply, you can make no less than $3,300 per month. So $3,300, you can afford the $330 charge. However, I like to take it a step further and include insurance and gas. So let's bump that up to $630 a month, including your $330 a month car payment, your $200 a month insurance payment, let's say that, and let's say another $100 for your gas. That brings us to a total of $630. That is 10% of $6,300 a month. So that's a bit of a stretch, but that's the rule I like to really follow and tell people to follow if they possibly can, include all the car's monthly expenses instead of just the payment. But Worst comes to worst, at least make sure your car payment exceeds not more than 10% of your gross monthly pay. And you don't have to put it in the market. So let's say you put $4,600 down on that $23,000 car and you have $18,400 left over, but you don't want to put it in the market. Well, you can use that money to start a business, start a side hustle, something that will generate you income. The whole point is getting you to look at the opportunity cost. What can I do with this money besides tying it all up in this car and losing 40% on it in five years? What I'm saying is put some money down and then use the rest of the cash important part, the cash has to exist, right? You have to have the cash to then do something with it to make more money, more money than you would lose on the depreciation of the car. That's the, the, the short story long. So yes, whenever you play it right and you have the cash anyway, financing is without a doubt much smarter than buying in cash. But most of the people don't have the cash to buy a car outright and they don't have the cash to finance a car and then just go invest the rest elsewhere. So if you're watching this video, don't feel like you're screwed up. It's too late. You Whatever. Take this video as inspiration to apply these rules to the next time you buy a car, right? You don't know what you don't know, so you haven't screwed up because you just did what everybody else and probably your parents did. Finance a car and make the monthly payments, right? But save up until you can buy it cash and then put 20% or less down depending on your what you can afford with a monthly payment and then invest the rest. Invest it in the stock market, start a business, whatever. Just make sure you make more money than the interest rate and depreciation, and then you're going to come out ahead and actually be smarter than the people who paid for it in cash. So that is how financing a car is actually smarter than buying in cash in certain situations. I hope you guys gained any value or information out of today's video. If you did, hit that like and subscribe button. I greatly appreciate it. And comment down below what car you buy using this rule, using the finance hack, whatever you want to call it. And follow me on Instagram at Grayson Roberts and DM me a picture of that car. I'm just curious. Anyway, hope you guys learned something new and interesting and helpful today. If you did, hit that like button. I will see you guys in the next video.